0: Two kids looking for a new thrill. Hey, just like I promised. Yeah, sure. But this time, the thrill went too far. Crack has claimed another victim. Dealers are making up their own rules. And no one is able to stop them. Somebody has got to crack down. Who are you? Death.
1: Hey everybody, it's the Canon Cruisers. I'm JD. And
0: I'm Randy, and this is a new mic setup, so I hope this works out for us today. Hopefully
1: this doesn't turn out like complete garbage, but anyway. This is a new episode of Canon Cruisers. It's not the last one of the season, right?
0: No, this is actually technically the last Canon episode of the season because reasons. And then we have one more after that where we do one more non-canon. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have our, our wrap up. And then we'll be taking our little break. So you have another like two weeks of content after this before we want our little break. As you can tell, we still
1: have no idea what we're doing. But yes, today's film was 1987's Death Wish 4 The Crackdown starring Charles Bronson. And directed by J. Lee Thompson. Yes, who directed a bunch of uh, Bronson's movies in the 80s. This was the third and last canon movie he did with um, the Death Wish series. And i th- it's not the last one he did with canon. I think there's one more after this. I could mistaken. probably
0: check that if you really wanted, but I believe it's his last film with them.
1: We'll see when we get there. But anyway, yeah. Nonetheless, this is a Death Wish 4. If you don't know what Death Wish is, Death Wish is a movie series starring Charles Bronson as Paul Kersey, who is a vigilante... Out to destroy crime itself because it takes away everything from him and he has to put a stop to it. And every single movie usually ends with a lot of dead bodies by the end and only he is the last one left standing. Yep. Not always, but usually.
0: And just to add here, because I have that information now, the he has three more canon films. Mm-hmm. Um, Bronson will be appear in Messenger of
1: Death. Mm-hmm. Sorry, two more. Uh, and Kinjedi, Forbidden Subjects. Yes, I have both of those, so we'll be easily covering those ones. They'll be easily accessible. This is his uh, last Death Wish one, nonetheless. Uh, There's still one more Death Wish movie after this, uh, Death Wish 5, The Face of Death, but that's not a canon movie for uh, reasons we'll probably go into on that one. Yeah, which, if you can probably guess, that's going to be the next episode of the season. That's the way we we usually do it. When there's a a canon sequel or a prequel to a movie they didn't do, we usually do it as a non-canon movie. Before or after the episode in question. Nonetheless, this is the fourth Death Wish movie. This one is not as insane as Death Wish three. Death Wish three, the prequel to Home Alone. <laughs> this one, uh, th- I don't. This one doesn't even reference Death Wish three. Actually, it references the first two, but not the third one, because this one is more of a uh, mafia gang war movie where he is involving himself. Uh, After one of his uh, girlfriend's daughters dies of a drug overdose to go after a drug ring or cartel? What's the better word for it? Uh,
0: He's going after the specific uh, mafia family, crime family that was uh, funding the
1: drugs in the city. By setting them against each other with the help of a mysterious, uh, mysterious man who we don't know everything about until later on in the film. But yes, he goes into it and he kills a hell of a lot of people and causes other people to kill a lot of people.
0: If if people are keeping track of this, this is basically Akira Kurosawa's Yojimbo, Dashiell Hammett's uh, Red uh-huh. Harvest, or the Bruce Willis starring remake of Yojimbo, Last, Last Man, Man Standing.
1: Uh, I haven't even seen that one in a long time. Wasn't that like 94, 95? Something like that, Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I barely remember that one. Maybe we'll watch it sometime. But anyway, yeah, this one was more of a, uh, not really an action film until near the end. It's more of a uh, kind of a thriller where he's trying to set everybody up. If you ever played the game Hitman, it's actually a lot like that, where he goes in and uh, tries to rig up traps to kill people. Not like the third movie, which was literal traps. This is just more like this was just more like. I'm trying to set up situations in which they'll kill themselves. You know, if I actually think about it, if Death Wish 3 took place after this, that might have made more sense with the whole trap setting because it's kind of rigging things up and it would have gotten more start here. Would have been more of a setup. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense in 3. But anyway, that's... The, I don't know why I keep going about that Death Wish 3. <laughs> it's just so insane. But yeah, this movie is a lot more straightforward than any of them since the first one. Only this one isn't like the second one where it's the same plot where his family dies so he just goes after these certain gang members this one is more uh involved there's a lot of corruption with cops and um mafia and drug pushers and low-level guys it's actually a lot more um what's the word i'm looking for a A lot lot
0: more steps than him just going out and killing random people on uh, random criminals on the street yes because he even has at one point a um a set up a chart you could almost say that this is more premeditated than past films this where one, the third one was more self defense and mm-hmm. the other two are literally him going around killing people committing crimes
1: it's him just uh, snapping more or less in those two movies Although this, the third one's kind of a uh, uh, neighborhood thing but yeah this one is How more inspired
0: he, he he goes to an old folks home in the middle of a uh, <laughs> in the middle of the projects and sets traps for the people that are trying to run them out
1: that that one was... i don't really <laughs> Anyway, this one is... It's hard to really think about that one in contrast to this one because this one doesn't even reference the, th- the third movie. There's a, a scene where they talk about the vigilante. They talk about the very first thing he did, which was the first movie. Then they talk about how he popped up again, which was the second one. And then they kind of subtly suggest he went silent after that which i guess is true because they wouldn't have known about the third movie yeah because there was no cop involvement in that and nobody knew just uh our friend uh officer player two in the, that movie who didn't tell anybody who he was so this movie kind of you can almost kind of ignore the third movie entirely and just go straight into this one because it doesn't really have anything to do with anything uh, this one just feels like the next step after that which is them coming to him yeah. Because the first person he kills in this movie is uh, a drug dealer running away from him. It's not he, he didn't even go there with the intent of killing him. The guy just killed somebody and he ran away, so he stopped them. That's about it. This isn't really him snapping. It's more him uh, getting charged to do something.
0: Like I said, it's more premeditated. But mm-hmm. he's also being drawn into it by, a at the beginning of the movie, an unknown third party who's... Like, you know, I want to use you as the, as the vigilante to take down these these drug cartels, these uh, drug rings. And then, surprise, surprise, turns out he's actually lying and trying to muscle in on their territory and using him as his, his weapon.
1: He uses them as a weapon to kill everybody, and then he tries to kill Kersi. And, of course, you don't do that in Death Wish. And it doesn't end well for anybody at the end. But, yeah, that's pretty much Death Wish 4. Um, if you've, in a nutshell. If you've never seen a Death Wish movie... Um, Watch I watched the know. first one. I don't know how you have not by this point, but uh, this, is the f- this is the fourth one in the friggin' series. But yeah, this is um, probably the most different of the other ones, while still keeping what the first one was more or less about. The uh, second one is more of uh, the same, pretty much. Carbon copied with more, probably better action sequences. And the third one is... It's the third one. And then we're going to be dealing it's the with... Weird the weird one, yeah. We're going to be dealing with the fifth one after this. But yeah, that's uh, more or less Death Wish Four. So I guess we might as well just go into our general impressions of it. What do you think, of Death Wish Four of five?
0: I was underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. There was, just wasn't a very engaging. It wasn't very interesting. Um, they, they didn't play. They didn't play around with the yojimbo plot very well. It's like it's like I said, there's it. It wasn't action enough action for it to be a proper action film, but also not thrilling enough to be a proper thriller film that it wanted to be. And mm. and. This is going to be more like the review, but it's just simply... I think the Might series well. is getting creaky now. It's like, four movies, and there's this is the biggest change they've kind of had to it, and it's kind of like, well... Bronson's in his 70s.
1: It's like, maybe we can't have him do as many of the stunts as we used to. Well, I thought he did more stunts in this one than he did in the last two. He did more squatting in this one than in the last two. He took punches. He fell. He He was moving, more or less. The other ones, he just kind of stood there and fired a gun in place, and they kind of cut away. This one, he actually was moving around, did things. It felt a bit more involved in that aspect. But I think it would have benefited the movie had this one been made before three or maybe even before two it kind of came a bit late in the series run i think
0: i think they would have had more steam if if this plot was what the plot for two was was instead of what two ended up being which was just a retread of the first movie Mm -hmm. and with that it's just like i said it's there's something about it that just doesn't seem off it's diminishing returns it's like we're four movies in there's no real big major changes to it it's charles bronson being charles bronson in every single movie we've seen him in
1: Mm mm-hmm well, to me, I think it was probably, uh, if I'm going objective-wise, at least on par with the second one. Um, though I think I actually like this one better than the second one just because the second one just is the same thing as the first movie with better action sequences. So it's kind of diminishing returns in that aspect. But at least this one, they tried to shake it up and I, was, I enjoyed what they did with this one. I don't think it was perfect. I think it was a bit slow and I think um, the love interest kind of disappears for a little bit and then shows up again at the end.
0: Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna... It's like, can we jump around a little bit on this one here? This that window. is my low-lighted m- movie, because I literally forgot. Mm-hmm. I, I remember his motivation being, oh, yeah, somebody close to him dies, because that's what the, the way it is. I'm like, I couldn't remember why she was close to him, what his connection to him, because... The girlfriend is in the first ten minutes of the film, her mm-hmm. daughter dies, she does some investigations, mentions it to him, yeah. and then she disappears until the ending when they need a hostage.
1: I think they should have had a sequence when the detective, uh, the bad detective, was looking for him, that she he went and asked her questions or something. I think that would have tied it in a bit better.
0: Yeah, it's like, if you look at the second movie where the, his wife was literally in the movie, like... Oh yeah. Bronson's wife was playing his love interest. They constantly had like, Okay, no, here's scenes with the two of them. Hmm. This movie here we're just like no, we, we we only have her for a couple of days. We're not gonna be doing all these scenes. We don't need her, we have no budget. It's just like you're the setup, we don't need anything else. Yeah, that's it.
1: This one, again, suffers from 1987 canon, being that they obviously, again, cut the budget on them again. Uh, I don't know what they were doing in this one. The, well,
0: this time, I guess it worked for them. Their budget was $5 million, but they made $6.9 at the box office.
1: Well, that's probably why this one doesn't go as insane at the end as Death Wish 3 does, with the explosions and gunfire going off all over the place and traps setting off. This one is just kind of a uh, confrontation at the end. And throughout the movie, it's more him setting traps and uh, setting schemes to get people instead of just running around and shooting everybody. Which is probably why they had to be a bit smarter about what how they did in this one.
0: So I guess we should move on to our actual segments. Uh, yeah, I jumped forward to my low light. What's your low light?
1: I already more or less said it. Um, which was, like I said, I think it could have been tighter paced. And I think they should have done something with his love interest, like I said, with a scene where the detective, instead of just going straight to his work, would have went to see her and ask questions and maybe got some stuff about the drugs, and maybe that would have tied into how the guy at the end uh, gets her, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, something like that. That's it, there's something, like I said, we've seen this plot before, I I, I named you the main things, the main inspirations for this plot, and the reason why it works there is you see every step of the way, and every step of the way is interesting, Mm -hmm. where in this movie, not every step of the way is interesting, hmm. and a lot of people just fall by the wayside as it's just simply okay, now it's like we did this, and now we did this, and we don't get a lot of the connection connecting mm-hmm. tissue between them yeah. it's just simply okay i i I was at this bar uh, doing this thing here, oh next and I killed a bunch of people, oh now I'm at this guy's house, okay, now I killed him, and threw him out a window okay, next one here i'm i'm at i'm uh, hmm. at another bar now I'm killing them with an explosion, and then oh and then here's it's like you know it's like there's no connection between them. And there's no real drama occurring, no real thrill. You don't see him going through the steps. The only cutaways we get from that really is either cut mm-hmm. to Bronson and his the guy that's provoking him, making him go through this. Mm-hmm. We get cuts to the crime families going, I don't know what's going on here. Who's doing this? <laughs> and then the thing to the cops going, we got to find the vigilante. The vigilante has to be behind this.
1: Yeah, I think what would have probably uh, helped this one out in the end would have been a bit tighter editing. And then uh, adding in a few more scenes of stuff like that happening of... Uh, more of a fleshing out of the uh, of what's going on on the side. Um, other than that, um, that's pretty much my low light.
0: So, what's your highlight of the film? What's your your uh, what What was your shining light?
1: Uh, highlight is that this one feels a bit more. Um, involved than the third one did like the third one kind of felt more going through the steps of a canon movie more or less it didn't even feel like a death wish movie bronson kind of just did a bronson movie this one feels more like bronson is in a movie where he's the protagonist again which is why he actually gets hurt in this one and the third one i don't think he even really does anything really happen him in the third movie other than somebody else dies? I don't think he... I don't hurt. remember. I don't think that happens.
0: They all kind of, All the Bronson films are starting to run in as a blur for me.
1: But yeah, this one feels a bit more involved, a bit more spirited. Um, I like this one more than the third one and the second one. Obviously not as much as the first because... Not going to be able to really do that, especially... My, this my highlight
0: now. for this film is mm-hmm. something generally that you don't like. It's, just, it's, it's one of those moments that yeah. it's so bad that it's good. What? Was just simply there's a scene where he goes to a bar, he has an explosives in the wine bottles, gets spotted by Danny Trejo in a cameo appearance <laughs> in this film, yeah. and then and steps away, rooms. and then our next cut back to it is just clearly two dolls sitting at a small table, <laughs> and then a thing of fire like uh, superimposed over the image because they had no budget to actually explode something. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's my highlight of the film because that made me laugh and it's going to be an image that sticks around in my head.
1: Yeah, like I said before, this is came around the time where but Canon was cutting budget left, right, and center when, when they shouldn't have on certain movies and in other movies they really should have. But so,
0: yeah. how would you score this film?
1: Uh, let's see. First, um, well, I might as well keep the streak alive since uh, I did the same thing for the last two movies, and I think this one's better than those ones, so I'm gonna give this one a three out of five. I enjoyed my time with this one. It's not the strongest, again, it's not going to be the strongest, with 1987, four movies in. But uh, for what they had, I think they did a good enough job for it, especially for Bronson. And um, to be quite honest, this is probably the Death Wish movie I've rewatched the most, which says something at this point in the game, considering uh, it's the fourth one. But um, it's not the strongest. I wouldn't recommend watching this one first. And unless you like Bronson, you're probably not going to enjoy this one as much as I did. So, How about you, Randy?
0: I'm going to keep the streak alive and give this movie a two. Yeah, I figured as much. Because I didn't hate it, so I didn't get a one. But Mm. you could have given this movie any other title and it wouldn't have made any difference because it's just another Bronson film. Like I said, it's Diminishing Returns. They found the Mm. uh, routine for Bronson. They found the thing that works for Bronson. And all his movies start becoming the same after a certain point.
1: Uh, probably this is the period in his career when he's winding down too Um, he retired in about 93 94, 95-ish and he didn't live much longer after that so this is obviously when he's he's nearing the end and they didn't want to um, obviously make him do crazy uh, action stunts or anything like that but um, we still have one more Death Wish movie to go through so we'll see where he ends off And I think that one's even in the 90s, too. 1991 or two, I think. Anyway, when we get to that one. Which will be next week, so. Well, yeah, that's the next episode after this, so you're not going to have to wait long for that. So, yeah, this was Death Wish 4. There's not really anything else to say other than it's uh, more Death Wish. So, uh, we'll see you next time, everybody, Uh, when we continue our cruise through the Canon Catalog. I'm JD. And I'm Randy. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.
0: and films, and weird dynamite. Charles Bronson in the biggest Death Wish ever. They have to be stopped, cousin. Death Wish 4, The Crackdown. Spent a small fortune buying information on the major drug dealers in Los Angeles. I'll handle this my own way. No interference from you. (laughs) working to destroy the drug empire it's, a it's either him or us now bronson is their target the trap is set here he comes the fuse is lit bronson is unleashed charles bronson death wish 4. the crackdown